0: Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V Vinci, registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes it's free to join now let's get started meta emotions commonly referred to do you feel bad about feeling bad since we put this topic reference out i have had a number of people contact me to go oh my god i feel bad about feeling bad all the time all right so I really love this concept when i started to learn about it it was fascinating because i thought how have we gotten to a point where we feel bad about feeling bad i can probably understand that but the biggest one that baffles me is why we feel bad about feeling good now, this is one that I think a lot of people will relate to, and we can talk more about it because i've got a little bit of information that I want to get through, and hopefully it will answer some of those questions if it doesn't, then we can uh, you can send me the message comments as usual. But if you know this finishes up and you still have questions, let me know private message me because with something like this, we've actually been thinking about running a biggest um sort of webinar where we can answer questions uh, on a bigger scale about this session or you just book in to see me you know the drum now we all have an emotional history which comes from our upbringing and the emotional climate in our home so some of us grew up in an emotion coaching home i am yet to meet these people And that's probably why i don't meet them because they grew up in an emotion emotion coaching home this is where feelings were encouraged and validated and where it was okay to cry and be sad and where it was okay to be angry and i know there's a lot of people rolling their eyes thinking christ does that house even exist so some of us and you know if you've come to see me it's not that that's a bad thing it's just that in reality happy people don't come to see me so it's great that i love misery because the people that come to see me have generally grown up in an emotion dismissing home where feelings are discouraged these kids can be told don't be sad or you'll get over it it'll be fine um personal favorite don't worry you got nothing to worry about or boys don't cry This emotional climate makes it difficult for people to connect with their own emotions as adults and makes it difficult to validate emotions in other people. So in a nutshell, meta-emotions are how you feel about your feelings, okay? So you can probably recall a time when you experienced a meta-emotion or an emotion that occurred in response to another emotion. So you may have teared up while watching a soppy movie with friends but then you feel embarrassed about getting sad or maybe when you were a child you felt happy that your sibling was getting told off and then felt guilty about feeling happy now most people are familiar with meta emotions i don't often know the names but Very little is known about them. We sort of, we recognise that we feel bad about something and then we just go, oh, I don't even know what that is and we just put it to the back of our minds. So what I want to help to look at tonight is understanding meta-emotions which might ultimately help people become better at responding to them in a way that improves well-being. all right? So meta-emotions can be classified into four types. We've got negative-negative, which is where you feel embarrassed about feeling sad. So it's a negative emotion about a negative emotion, okay? So we've, we've got our happy emotions and then we've got our negative emotions, which are some of the core ones that we've looked at previously. And, well, I don't know if we've looked at it previously, but if you've worked with me, I'm all about core emotions. So what I tend to do is identify those ones that the... Um, so you've got sad, you've got angry, you've got scared. There's disgust. There's the, they're the big ones that we look at. There's lots of little emotions. But they're the big ones I like to, to identify. So that's negative and negative negative, negative, negative. The next group we've got is negative, positive, which is where we feel bad about feeling happy. So that bad feeling can be feeling guilty about feeling happy. All right? Feeling... Uh, not worthy about feeling happy which is one that probably fits with a lot of people people will recognize that because you'd be surprised how many people um, come to me feeling really shit and you know invariably there's dysfunction around them in their lives or they've been in there and and they're working really hard and this is the thing they put all the effort in to becoming aware of the things that are keeping them stuck they make these incredible changes in their life and they actually reap the benefits of those changes and then they feel bad about it. They feel bad that they're feeling so happy with their life and they then, then two things will happen. They will put a stop to that and they'll go back to the old life and we all know where that ends up or they just feel like they don't deserve it and stop it altogether. They just go, no, I I just can't do this. And so they live a lonely life on their own. The third group is positive, positive. So this is feeling good about feeling relieved or feeling hopeful about feeling relieved. Now we don't often, these don't necessarily uh, become a problem. But if I want you to understand all the elements of it, I've got to tell you all of them. So the last one is positive-negative. This is one where you feel good about your negative feeling. So this one can be feeling pleased about feeling angry or feeling pleased that somebody else is sad. The problem is that that ends up with another meta-emotion, which is then you feel pleased that the other person is feeling sad and then you feel guilty it's just a whole gamut of trouble really okay so the most common type and the type that probably caused the most problems is negative negative so this tells us that many people get upset nervous or angry about their own negative emotions in particular So it's been found that people who have more frequent negative-negative meta-emotions also experience greater feelings of depression. And on a side note, the research also found that feelings of depression aren't associated with any of the other types of meta-emotions. Okay, so the worst one is the negative-negative. The other one is the negative-positive but you're not going to get feelings of depression that will be linked to negative, positive. What that can do is keep you stuck in a guilt pattern and self-sabotage your happiness or keep you stuck in old patterns, all right? The negative, negative one is the one that will cause the depression or can cause symptoms of depression, all right? So... It's important to note that experiencing negative-negative meta-emotions does not mean you will develop depression. And the opposite could be true. Feelings of depression could lead to negative-negative meta-emotions. And this is why I wanted to look at negative-positive. Because if you start feeling guilty about feeling happy, then that eventually is going to turn into this double-negative, which is where our problems focus become greater and that's why I'm focusing on it a little bit more all right research into this is happening as we speak people in the study uh, were more likely to report meta emotions during times when they were paying more attention to their emotions in general and this makes sense since being attentive to our emotions may lead to more judgments and feelings about them which is why I have introduced this topic now because after our self-care techniques have been introduced part of those were about noticing and directing attention to your feelings so if I'm asking you to do that I've now got to help you understand that when those feelings come up they might not be all what you want to see and you might not like them or you may not understand why you're getting these positive and negative emotions all around it as well so a couple of questions are meta emotions more common for certain people yes and no gender age and race or ethnicity ethnicity doesn't predict how often they are experienced And in fact, we don't know why certain people experience meta-emotions differently from others, but some think that it has to do with how we are raised. So for example, if you were raised by parents who taught you that emotions are a sign of weakness, you might feel more negatively toward your emotions in general, all right? So dealing with feelings about feelings, how do we do this? given that negative negative emotions are sometimes a part of daily life how do we respond to them best firstly firstly it's important to know which emotions you are feeling before you can start to change your reaction to them now if you looked at my uh, i think it's the second video on distress tolerance i mentioned a therapy in there called dbt so it's often used to help people manage difficult emotions and part of that is encouraging you to label the emotion with words so what is exactly that bad feeling you're having is it sadness is it loneliness is it fear if you have worked with me personally you'll probably be used to me saying that's not an emotion that's a thought that's not a feeling that's a thought and i get to I, I help people get right down into identifying their emotion rather than describing it so DBT also uh, teaches you to explore how you are experiencing those emotions in your mind and body so is your heart beating quickly if you're if you're frightened what's happening to you is your heart beating quickly do you feel pressure in your tw- uh, chest are you feeling you have to leave the situation So it helps to appreciate your negative emotions and the work they do for you. Because if you're, you know, if our ancestors had never been scared when they saw poisonous snakes, well, you might never have been born, basically. If you didn't get angry when you were treated unfairly, you might not be motivated to make needed changes to your situation. So negative emotions are important signals that alert you when something is not right in your environment. They can also serve as signals to others that you need help or support. So when you're feeling anxious, for example, a friend might notice the muscle tension or a change in your voice and ask you what is wrong. That's why we notice negative behaviours more than we notice positive sometimes. So part of helping them is being able to identify them and label them. Now, I'm going to help you out with that at the end of this topic with a little handout, but I'll get to that in a minute. What else can you do? Some of the other things? It's Well, in here, it's named as gaining perspective on negative events, right? For me, it becomes observing. Take a step back and look at your feelings without getting trapped in them. Without getting trapped, we want to look at what happened and how did that affect us, okay? So that's how we gain perspective, by taking, putting ourselves in a third-person perspective. It's, um, what do we say sometimes? Step into somebody else's shoes. So you're stepping out of your shoes and you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective. What that does is help you gain a little bit of distance from your emotions, which in this case, we want to do. Because if we get trapped in it, we become overwhelmed by it and that overwhelmed feeling or any intense feeling that we have is more likely to trigger the meta emotion, which is the, I got embarrassed that I felt so sad or I've got embarrassed that I felt so angry. So if we can step back a little bit and observe, it's going to help us label them. So in particular with negative emotions when you're reflecting on them you often make a judgment and then you start to evaluate that judgment this is what in essence gets all muddled up and we often don't look at the context of which they occur we sort of look at the situation from where we are right now forgetting that at the time you know an emotion is really intense there's not really much you can do about the emotion you can only manage how you respond to it so and we've got to look at gaining perspective on this can help you make changes with behavior if you're feeling guilty about feeling angry for example that guilt might encourage you to explore what made you angry and whether that anger is justified and then you can choose how you respond to it based on how helpful you think the emotion is at that point in time. So if the, in, if the, if the, uh, in the example above, say your guilt led you to realise that your anger was unjustified, it might make sense to try and resolve the conflict with whoever you're fighting with. At other times, it might not make sense or it might not be possible to change the situation And then you've got to look at, well, what did my emotion tell me to do that I feel bad about? And was the emotion valid? It was my reaction that maybe could have been dealt with better. What we have to look at is trying to have a look at the underlying situation without addressing that that situation because it can be attempting to push away the negative feelings about our feelings but research suggests that trying to push away the emotions can be counterproductive and instead you've got to give try and give your emotions space to come and go so it it does sort of sit in the uh discomfort zone because you know negative emotions aren't meant to feel good otherwise people wouldn't come to see me anyway it's about sitting with that discomfort and figuring out do i need to look at this emotion or am i working off the meta emotion that's making me feel bad about the emotion i actually have so in there's another therapy that we uh have been using it's called act which is acceptance and commitment therapy there's lots of positives from lots of different therapies. What I find is that I take the bits that, I can take lots of bits and pieces from different therapies and apply it to people in a way that suits them best. Okay, one of the things that the acceptance commitment therapy does really well is it defines and characterizes negative emotions, like a little bit of a metaphor. And what it helps you do is say that it's an unwanted guest. Okay, so it's an unwanted house guest. It reminds us that we can welcome guests without being happy about the guest being there or even who the guest is. Okay, so it's like a, you know, a painful uncle that's come to stay for the week. We don't really want him there, but he's there and now we've got to manage him along the way. We don't have to necessarily be happy about it. So what you have to try and do is it's it's not the easiest process to do here either. So it's about trying different step strategies, trying them on your own. And that's why I've got some tips at the end of this to have a look because this can be a little bit confusing in between. I'll give you that. I think the most important thing when working with emotions and particularly meta-emotions, simply when you... Because remember, the meta part is not the emotion but what you do to either hide it or if you feel bad about it. That's the bit we're talking about at the moment, okay? If you get stuck with it, your best bet is to call someone like me or listen in on something like this to help clarify your thoughts because what we help people do is take away the bullshit and just deal with the actual piece of shit, (laughs) if that makes sense. Because a lot of people try and roll bloody pieces of poo in glitter and I go take the glitter off and let's just have a look at this and see what it is and like I've said happy people don't come to me nobody wants me to look at their happy emotions and dissect them everyone wants me to look at their shitty ones which is fine I love that but don't roll it in glitter before you get there because it just makes it harder okay after all that poo talk what we can tell you what i can tell you and what i know that everyone's going to be feeling possibly right now even is most people are uncomfortable with emotions and that makes sense to me because so many of us have been raised in an emotion phobic culture and we're not given formal education on the biology of emotions and the brain i say this to my husband all the time he's in um some of you will know that he is in the education department And, you know, he'll come home and he'll say, you know, how was your day? And I'll go, great, another day that I never used algebra. It's like, why don't we teach kids how to respond to their emotions or how to use them or how to even recognize them would be a great thing, okay? So, we are often told that we should have control over our emotions when the fact is that emotions are actually not under conscious control. No one teaches us the difference between categories of emotions. So, for example, core emotions like anger, sadness, fear, disgust are biological survival programs. Those feelings are a biological reaction. I cannot change how I feel about something at that moment in time. It is simply my feeling. My goal is to learn how do i respond to it because that's the only thing i can control in it and sometimes if i want to respond with absolute rage i have to learn how to put that in a box for a period of time so that i can manage it in a different way because eventually if we don't learn how to regulate and manage our emotions well people end up getting forced to come and see me. And so you end up with me at some point or somebody like me. All right? Anxiety, guilt, shame can inhibit core emotions to keep us in the good graces of our families, peer groups and other social groups. So the anxiety, guilt and shame, are they tend to be the meta emotions. They tend to be the things that make us feel bad about feeling bad or feel bad about feeling good. And they're there to, to to stop us the information that I teach all of my clients and if you've worked with me personally you'll hear this ringing in your ears that they are not emotions they are thoughts and we go what is the feeling so the thought of I feel bad about my anger that the first bit is the thought the second bit is what we've got to deal with okay what we are taught in our culture really well i might add is how to avoid emotions brilliant at it our society even praises people for not showing emotion calling them strong or stoic or independent it's no wonder most people are uncomfortable with emotions so let's have a look at some signs that you're not comfortable with emotions what are the little telltales that Well, a therapist would note when they hear your story. But for me, this is about how can you catch it? Okay, so some of these are, you know, some of these can be pretty confronting these questions, but hopefully you're all sitting alone in your lounge room. So it's only you that has to look at them. What I want you to be mindful of is if you hear this question and then you feel something and then feel bad about something, I want you to take a note of it because it might have hit a little trigger point and what I want to do after is get you to do our little challenge and you can start with something that made you feel uncomfortable okay so ten signs that you are not comfortable with emotions number one you sit either at work or somewhere else yearning for a drink Okay, so you're sitting there and you think, oh, God, I just want to go and have a drink. That's pretty, pretty big indicator that you don't like what you're feeling at that time. You, you may say, I don't like the person I'm with, and that might be the case, but you will find that the person that you're with is invoking a feeling that you don't like and you don't know how to manage. Okay, So alcohol is a big um, emotion filler, we call it. the end of the day because it fills up something that you don't like to see number two you avoid conflict you can avoid conflict with your partner with your siblings with your mother your father whoever in the little no where I got this research from today it does say you avoid conflicts with your partner but I've just pulled it back because if you avoid conflict you generally don't like the feeling that conflict brings up in you And it would be easy for me to say that you don't like the feeling of anger, but that's not always the case because conflict brings up different things for different people. And that's probably what's important and why it's so important to label the emotion because what conflict brings up in me will be totally different to what it brings up in someone else. In fact, I love conflict. Most people know that. I love that shit. So it doesn't bring up any negative feelings for me. I actually get excited. But then i feel bad about that mm. because then i think it's oh, terrible you know i like to have i like to have a fight every now and then but it actually if i channel that correctly that is passion people anyway next one you laugh or smile when you uh hang on you laugh or smile when you or someone else talks about sad things so remember these are little signs you have gonna ask yourself do I do that so you laugh or smile when you or someone else talks about sad things it's a little bit of an avoider it will in fact um, uh, it's not I don't call it a distractor what it does is it it moves it it distances the person from it changes the track so maybe it is a distraction distractor it changes people if they see you smiling they tend to go off track and it's an indicator or This person doesn't want to do that. They want to be happy instead. Okay. Next one. You change the subject when uncomfortable during a conversation. We've all been there. You find it hard to slow down and relax. This is a big one because this is part of what has formed a lot of these um, videos. You find it hard to slow down and relax. Here's a kicker you cannot be alone. This is probably one of the big reasons people come to see me. They don't like to be alone, but they come to see me because they're lonely and they don't know how to manage lonely and figure out how to be alone. Next one, you blame and judge others a lot. That's a good one, actually. You blame and judge others a lot. You can't stop worrying. We all, we all know the worry wart, but you've got to have a look because worry is a fear in itself. It describes a really big fear. So that is the big emotion that people don't like to sit with, fear. Oh, here's a, here's a ripper. You prefer work to intimacy. So that basically relates, um, let me put that into layman's term. You prefer to stay at work than go home. That means you don't want to be at your house. And if you were coming to see me, I'd say, why don't you want to be with your partner? Ouch. Okay, last one. You can't accept a compliment. This happens to a lot of people and it's one of those things because the compliment is is positive, but people feel bad about accepting it. So that's a, the, you've got all the little negative the positives in there so you've got to have a look at what do i relate to so that you can start having a look at them okay all of the strategies above so all of the statements above are strategies they're what we use as defenses against emotions so the defenses are things we do to avoid being uncomfortable most of my work is set in helping people sit in uncomfortable it's basically the distress tolerance teaching them that by coming to see me for an hour a week or an hour a fortnight and sitting in the uncomfortable space you're not going to die it's going to be all right and the skills you learn in that space Helps you take them out into the world, so that you will extend your distress tolerance for longer and longer, and eventually, you will be able to handle distress, and that's great because that's life. Distress is in life. So I don't know about you, where, but when I feel stress, I'm probably the first to react with emotion, uh, and not control it. There are times when I have I can't control things like that. I know. would be very hard difficult for anyone to understand that i would ever lose my shit. but you know apparently i do so i have had to learn to blank out instead of blow out all right blanking out takes me away from what i'm feeling while i figure out what i am going to how i am going to deal with it all right for others blanking out is actually the problem they may need to learn to let their feelings in And for others they wear every emotion on their sleeve especially their heart so they will need to distance and not become overwhelmed by the feeling so it's really important that it's not a one-size-fits-all in this you've got to figure out what's my stress point what do I do in that stress point which emotion don't I like which one causes me the most problem and what's my mechanism that gets me into trouble every single time avoiding emotions every now and then is fine and you know what in some ways it's even adaptive like when we swallow our tears not to cry at work or walk away from an enraging situation however if we habitually avoid emotional discomfort using some of the defense mechanisms above it's not a recipe for wellness in the long run. And you know, a lot of my videos here are about wellbeing. At the end of the day, it's about being living well, being well. So it's my belief that buried emotions are at the root of our most prevalent psychiatric disorders, anxiety and depression. Seriously, I just feel that if we have been able to learn to regulate our our emotions, and now this is key, Not everyone can regulate emotions. If you have a diagnosed psychological disorder, sometimes the ability to do that is really difficult. In some cases, it's it's impossible. But for most of us, it's not that we have any diagnosable disorder. It's that we've never been taught one, what to um, well, probably just to that our emotions were okay two identify what they were and three learn how to regulate them and that is such an important skill and what i love about a skill is it can be learned so you can always learn self-regulation now if you recognize in in yourself in any of the 10 listed above Don't be too hard on yourself. I mean, I'm not here to put bloody rocks on, remember. Remind yourself that we live in a culture with messages like control your emotions. Emotions are for weak people. Get over it. And we internalize these values. Then when we have emotions and cannot stop them with sheer will, we tell ourselves that we are bad or weak. Um, We believe we should get over it. And when we can't, we feel like crap. No wonder we all feel bad about feeling bad. So simply learning a bit more about emotions can make you much more comfortable with them and immediately make you feel better about having them in the first place. What I learned about core emotion, when I learned about core emotions and how to work with them, it was like a light bulb moment that for me changed my personal and professional life. And I knew that core emotions were actually a bunch of physical sensations that we came to recognize as, a, as an emotion. So just think about how your body feels when you are sad, kind of heavy in your heart. And I never knew until I was in professional training that emotions are biological forces that put stress on the body when they are suppressed and buried. So my clients are always surprised and then relieved to learn that emotions are not under conscious control and now and normal and are normal responses to the environment. That's how I said it's whatever is in context to context to the situation you are in at the time of that emotion is valid the problem is how we respond to that emotion all right that's what gets us into trouble at the end of the day so one of the secrets is getting comfortable with emotions and getting comfortable with how they feel in your body so when you start to identify where your biggest emotional avoidance is have a think about where you feel that where do you feel anger where do you feel sadness not everyone feels it in the same place and it's a little indicator of how you can get comfortable with it in your body because if you feel that little trigger come on you can just say oh i know what's happening i must be starting to feel angry just doing that allows you to get comfortable with it so i became and i'm most, but I would call myself an emotion-centred therapist at the end of the day because I like to help people feel better but develop the skills and resilience to meet challenges of life because that's at the end of the day what happens. I'm passionate in the belief that all of us need a basic education in emotions. I hope that I've prompted you to consider learning more about emotions just like you learned in high school biology, which is useless unless you're a physio, Uh, that you had eyes, ears, heart and a stomach and you learned a little bit of how those organs worked and once you knew how they worked, you had tools to work with them. Same for emotions. So learn to recognise your emotions and the belief or feeling you have in response to them. So what I want you to do this week, this is part of your challenge, start noticing how you feel about your feelings. Okay, so there's some of the questions you can ask yourself When I'm angry, how do I feel about that? Do I feel scared of the anger? Do I feel proud of it? Do I feel ashamed by it? Do I feel embarrassed by it? When others are angry, how do I feel about that? Because sometimes it's not your emotions that you avoid. It can be someone else's emotions that you avoid. I want you to ask yourself those questions with all the emotions, all the big emotions okay so it's the things like anger sadness fear how do i feel about those emotions and how do i feel about those emotions in other people some of the other ones that you can have a look at look at are a positive emotion so when you are proud how do you feel about that do you feel proud of yourself because you know When I get people who have done a lot of the work and put all the effort into their well-being and changing their life around, they deserve to feel proud about it. And I think they do. But then they don't know what to do with that feeling. They don't know how to feel good about feeling good. And that's still the same thing. When I go back and say, well, how does it feel in your body when you do feel good? Are you embarrassed by those feelings? And if you are just acknowledging them and going, God, why am I embarrassed about feeling good? Like, look at the self-sabotage in that and the absolute, how do you ever succeed in that? Because you set yourself up to fail. But just acknowledging that can be simply enough to work through it. Second thing I want you to do is pay attention to how you respond to people when they are having an emotional experience. So when you do you emotion coach them? Do you ask them questions and validate and reflect and explore their feelings? Or do you jump into the role of solution coach? Or a feeling, um, do you shut it down or do you explain it away? Do you try and distract? One way to reflect on this is to make a list of emotions and then to explore with yourself how people responded to you how did your parents respond or friends respond or family respond to you when you had those feelings does this mirror how you respond to other people so I've got two basic challenges for you all tied up together and this is where the PDF comes in one is called take a meta moment all right the meta moment is about the three things you need to do so that you can assess what your emotion is, all right? The first thing, recognize it. So first thing you got to do is recognize it. Second thing, label it. Third thing is regulate it, okay? So you need to regulate. And what I've said to people recently is if you can't label it, At the time so you might recognize that you're there if you can't label it at the time in the next step just use the words oh shit, i'm having a moment and then regulate that you don't need to label that bit what you do need to do though is go to the next part of this challenge which becomes the uh labeling it looking at it so what you'll find is i've got a little meta moment card and the other part attached to that is an emotion wheel. The emotion wheel is going to help you label all the um, core emotions. So, what I say is that we've got a whole sack of big emotions and we've also got a lot of smaller emotions. The emotion wheel is a little bit like a color wheel, it puts certain emotions in different colors and then expands outward with small emotions in lighter shades of that color if that makes sense. Anyway, it'll be attached so you can see it. It's going to help you, one, identify and label emotions and then you can ask yourself, how do I feel about those emotions? You don't have to do every one of them. Just have a look at the ones that pop out to you because they may be the ones that you don't like. And, you know, let's be honest, don't start looking at how happy makes you feel because I want you to be happy. I don't care. You don't need to label that. It's the crappy shit that you got to look at. So we don't want you to avoid it. My team and I have really enjoyed creating this group and preparing content for you on a weekly basis. We've already covered a lot and there is so much more I will share with you in the future. I'm pretty excited. I can't wait. You are always welcome to add to that content. If you think of something that you'd like me to chat about, you put it into either the community page or send me a private message because we're putting a, um, a list together. No problems so i love hearing that this group is already making an impact and i've received quite a few private messages and these messages and stories of change and growth continue to drive and inspire me and i love it so on that note i wanted to see because i want to try and grow this group to be able to you know, pass this on to other people. If, if For those of you that have worked for, with me, you will know that there is a an underlying passion and a story behind why I do what I do. And part of it is paying forward. It's paying forward a gift that I received and so I want to keep doing that. So what I want to ask you, if you are comfortable, is to review your experience with me personally or with the group either on Google or Facebook So we're gonna we're gonna put some links up in the comments below. So if you're watching this tomorrow or in days to come, I would absolutely love it if you can put up a review or a Google review and just pop in about our group and the impact that it's made. I would be forever grateful. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Message me if you need anything, but I will let you be free now. Go and lay on the lounge. Ciao!